0: My personal opinions don't matter because it's the organization. Public company is its own entity. That entity does not have a thought process in this. That entity is there to provide a service, make money, (laughs) return it to shareholders. (laughs)
1: On this episode of A Call to Leadership, we continue our conversation moving into the realm of Disney, their decisions around their stockholders, their decisions around their customers and their employees. If you haven't listened to the first installment of this three-part series, I encourage you to go back to episode 49, which is part one, and listen in and carry this conversation forward as we equip you To serve, to aim for greatness in your own leadership of an irresistible offer of a life. I can't wait for you to join us. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is a call to leadership. Actually, Disney's losing almost three times as much as Twitter. Mm -hmm. They've been doing layoffs. They've been Chapek, who formerly the CEO, now has been terminated. And Bob Iger, who was the CEO for 15 years has been reinstated. Iger had no desire to go back to Disney. In fact, he was recently asked if he did. And he said no, but he's being pulled in because he's probably one of the only people who can, at can this point, it. save Disney. Because Disney is, stocks are way down, they're having to raise prices, and they're hemorrhaging even more than Twitter. But you don't hear the same pushback on Disney nobody probably most people don't even, haven't even heard about all the layoffs and all the issues right i mean there's other issues but you hear it with musk he was the darling of capitalism as of three months ago mm-hmm. and now he's a pariah yeah
2: yeah a villain yeah what do you mean man that's what you become when you disagree with people Oh,
0: no, hundred percent. 100
2: you're right? either one i mean it's perception yeah like there is we don't have someone in the middle anymore that Oh, he's in the middle. You know, he aligns this way on this stuff, aligns this way on this stuff. You know, he's a good guy. No. He's 100% aligned with what I believe. Bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's the world we live in. Yeah. That's why we're, we're so polarized right now. That's <laughs> why this I is, don't tweet. <laughs> we're so polarized right now. And, you know, what you said about Disney is not surprising. I mean, it's a different dynamic of culture change that you're seeing in Twitter, except he's taking it the farther left. Right, and some people don't like that. You know, your leadership will have either a positive or negative effect on your organization. So you decide which way to lead it. Right, if you believe wholeheartedly in your direction, Elon, for instance, you're okay with losing, you know, mindshare of people that maybe disagree with you. But you have something like where Disney's been all about the characters and the you know experience, the stories. Now they're becoming a social integrator yeah. they want social issues part of Disney guess what sometimes people just want people don't Mickey want Mouse they people want to be entertained
0: want, yeah they want to be entertained and I agree right like you go to Twitter expecting some controversy sure right I mean that's what it's there for you go to Disney because you want your kids to have the experiences that you had growing up and for them to get into any social issues was just poor judgment right Right, wrong, or indifferent, like they have the right to do whatever they want. However, you need to know your audience. Right. And they should be as inclusive as possible, right, with their storytelling, but they shouldn't be trying to dictate public policy
1: with force. With and force. I think that's a lot of, of course, some of it is simply decision making on the streaming media and content creation and who's in charge in different areas. I know JPEG led some moves to take control out of certain hands. And decision-making control which hurt disney as well and of course then what happened in florida with some of the legislation and him not taking a stand on it at least speaking about it and then employee walkouts and then taking a really hard stand which then backfired not only from a legislative perspective because then the state of florida and of course DeSantis said okay well you know what you want to fight i'll roll up our sleeves too but then it sent a bigger message to who To people voting with their wallets. Absolutely. Your customer. We want to be at Disney for one reason, one reason only. And actually, I'm going to repeat this quote because one of the reasons why people have found Iger to be so effective is because of this. This is what he said very recently. I fundamentally believe that storytelling is what fuels this company, and it belongs at the center of how we organize our
0: business. Absolutely. That's it.
1: It's so clear. It's so simple. And if you have that vision at hand, then you're going to make different decisions, When you're faced with these high challenge situations Mm -hmm. because they're coming at you yeah, and your customer, like you're a customer, you're a customer, I'm a customer because why we've got families and Mm -hmm. and maybe if you don't have a family, you can still be a customer, but like that Mm -hmm. resonates.
0: Oh, you can be a customer. I mean, they own everything. I mean, they (laughs) own Marvel, they own Star Wars. I mean, they own everything. Right. And so what blows my mind is you have a company like Disney, right? Like American tradition, you know, right? Like you're the CEO. You know that at best this country is 50 50, right? Right. From a political standpoint. At best, 50 50. Yeah. Why take a stand? Why not create a cartoon, right? Like, use your gift of storytelling. Sway public opinion. You know what I mean? Don't just come out and talk about some of the moves. I just imagine Walt rolling over in his, like, wanting to come out of his grave and just smacking somebody and being like, what are you doing? Like, you can tell a story. You have all these different universes that you control. Have something for everybody from an exclusivity standpoint, but don't fight with a DeSantis who is obviously looking, like you're raising him. You know right. what I mean? And you're challenging him, and he's going to win. Yeah.
1: In the most fundamental way. You're challenging someone in their own backyard. like That's their he's, home front, he's right? He's the boss. Yeah. This is, yeah. So you're saying, look, I'm going to come on your turf... And by your rules and i'm going to challenge you to a duel mm-hmm. and you're right and i'm not even using my resources no. what are your resources your resources are tell a story i mean think about how fundamentally disney affected american culture americana you know over the last geez you know yeah. 80 90 almost 100 years right yep. and chapec could have taken a cue from disney from back in the 40s when all the McCarthy stuff was happening, all the strikes, and Disney was losing that battle. Disney lost the battle when it came to worker organization, and he took the hard stance politically within his organization, and said, look, if you're going to, if you're going to whine, if you're going to have a trouble understanding that you've got to pull up yourself by your bootstraps, you know what? You don't belong here. Hello, organized you know, right. workers, right? Right huge strikes. He ended up
0: capitulating
1: totally. And so it's like, you could have learned from his playbook because that stuff doesn't work.
0: Yep. I just think about how powerful it'd be like if you really like just pick any of these random topics and you create a movie about your vision of inclusivity and how that works. And not only would you get further, people would choose if they want to watch it or not watch it, but it's not going to negatively affect you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you could make change. You know what I mean? You could show that maybe this is the right way or it's not the right way. But like when you make a stance like they did, but I think in a larger sense, right? Like if you think about it, didn't they move all their employees from California to Florida? Very similar to what Musk is doing, right? Like you're going from an extremely liberal state to a very conservative state. Yeah, you know it's different, right? And Sweet. they should have thought about that beforehand as well. Like
1: we're not thinking proactively; we're thinking reactively. reactively. You know what you're talking about is the move. You know, moving because I'm being proactive because I see a better future and I know that I can take my people. That this is like leadership 101. But the other side is just being reactive, and being reactive is it's necessary and sometimes. But, man, you've really just got to step back because with all of the pieces that Chapek had to work with, I mean, it was a recipe for disaster for him. It really was. And you look at somebody, an Iger, which is completely sort of the antithesis in some ways, and his vision is so far in the future. Like, okay, what steps do I have to take today? Because this is the future state that I want people to buy into later. Then you're not. Then, you know, when your people walk out, because maybe you didn't speak, what your response can be then is, look, look, I made a mistake. I should have at least made a statement about how I feel about this, not the Disney organization. Guess why? Because you're not the Disney organization. And as soon as you make that stance, and Sam, I know you got a lot to say about this, you're right. But 50% of your customer
2: base it's like, you know, maybe this isn't the company I want to support. Right. I got one statement to apply to that. Michael Jordan said famously, conservatives buy Jordans too. What do you think that means? He's basically saying that I will not get into this political, social issues because my customers are not just on the left and right. Smart. Smart, right? Smart. Some people have actually came down on him because he's such a, the figure, probably the greatest athlete ever, arguably. Mm-hmm get involved in social issues and political issues. And that was his statement. So I think that Disney probably should have took the same route. 100% agree. And I think most large organizations like Disney should take that same approach because you're alienating a group of your customers
0: by approaching these issues.
1: And I guess that's the next question. Does that even (coughs) belong
0: in industry, in commerce? So I look at it this way, right? Like a public company a public ceo number one responsibility is to maximize shareholder value right right i mean that's right out that's that's it that's your job right anytime you're doing anything that you're making a stance on something you're going to upset a large portion of the population which in turn is going to hurt your ability to maximize shareholders return so if i'm the ceo i'm Jordan. I'm not stepping my foot into anything. And there will be inevitably blowback because I don't say anything, but that blowback is less than if I do say something. I'm with you 100%. My personal opinions don't matter because it's the organization, right? Public company is its own entity. That entity does not have a thought process in this. You know what I mean? That entity is there to provide a service, make money- return it to shareholders. Conservatives buy Jordans. 100% they do. I mean, it's so simple
2: and it's like, could you apply that now? I mean, where companies are choosing to get social and, you know, get involved in social issues. I think it's just muddy.
0: That's the thing. It's a zero sum game. You cannot win. And if I'm going into a fight that I cannot win, I'm not going into that fight. Sun Tzu,
1: right out of it. Yeah. Because if you know that this fight will lead me to reduce my shareholder value then don't have it i mean but it's tough because people want to get involved you know they want to share their opinion plus i mean there's other things like what's happening with this massive ftx you know scandal fraud right Right. and then of course the 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 bernie
2: madoff i think they called him.
0: the bernie madoff Madoff. crypto bernie madoff
1: It's I don't not, even think it's is not like, a, good is that title. a mini made off. I don't even know if it's mini because I think it's more than made yeah. off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's fluff. It's three point one
0: billion dollars. It was all fluff. It was three it was point, air. Three point one billion dollars and you don't have a balance sheet. Man, when Warren Buffett said
2: <laughs> I will write if you gave me one percent of all the crypto mm-hmm. or you gave me a hundred percent of all the crypto, I wouldn't give you one dollar. I mean, the GOAT said it like mm-hmm. what was that, a year ago or something like that? Like I'm not by no means I'm not a professional, but Someone I admire says that, like, and I respect him. Mm-hmm. It's like that's it. Then you see something like this happen, and you're like, "Is this real? Right. Like, is this what he was talking about? Right.
0: Like, I don't know. I mean, this we can we can go down a real deep. No, this hole, is a right, deep hole. Right? But, but like, but I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, no money is real. You know what I mean? Like unless it back, it's gold, but it's not backed by anything. Well, neither is neither is the U.S. dollar. Besides, just the United States saying, "Oh, yeah, we, we stop will, back we, and have, we will." Yeah, by, yeah. yeah I mean, like years. once we left the gold standard, it's just zeros on a spreadsheet, right? I mean, like that's really what it is. But like the deficit, know. or real. I mean, even it's our even entire entire just keeps Stein going market. up, and right. it's like, oh, look, that's just a print more number. money. You know what I mean? Like just make more of it. But I mean, if you look at it, right. We are in a time, there's always been fraudsters, you know what I mean? But we are in a time where I think people are looking to be, quote unquote, saved, right? They're looking for this, they, they have this savior hero complex and they want to put it on, you know, Elizabeth Holmes, right? I've been in the lab industry for years and like the stuff that she was saying she could do, like we would laugh about it. We'd be right. Like there's no way that this is real. There's no way she has two presidents that back her she has generals on her board she raises 948 billion dollars she's on time magazine sbf he's on you know time magazine like the media people like we anoint these people because of what they say and nobody like lifts the hood and just says what's going on underneath there you know what i mean like, nobody does their diligence at all.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, now you see it plastered, of course, all over conservative media where Center was blowing uh, SBF a kiss mm-hmm. and different. So this is back to some of the uh, conversations around, like, the decisions we make and the alignments we make outside of our direct purview of what we're doing as an organization to increase shareholder value. Plus, I mean, the whole fraud piece, it's nothing new. But, man, it really is a conversation to have
0: around what we're taking as fact and where's the real data. It blows my mind, man. It literally blows my mind. Because, look, I think, I mean, we talked about it before, right? Like, I think there's a place for crypto. I think there's a place for the metaverse, right? I think there's a place for all of this. But it's almost also becoming a political stance, right? right? Like, everything in the world is becoming so politicized, where if one person likes it, I'm automatically not going to like it because they're a Democrat. And if a Democrat likes it, know. you know, it's- I can't like it because a Democrat likes it. But the media and everybody, it's a social construct, right? Like we want these saviors to come in, whether it's Trump on the right, right? Whether it's, you know, these people raising all these crazy fun- I mean, FTX had a $32 billion evaluation, right? $32 billion evaluation for what? For nothing legitimately nothing. Right. I mean, look at these massive companies that have failed in the past 20 years with all these insane evaluations. You know, people are losing faith, I think, in stock market. It's crashing. You know, I mean, it's going down. I mean, people are losing faith in it. And your everyday, you know, the people that are listening to this right now. Right. Ninety nine percent of them are just like us. Right. We're Main Street people. You know, we're not billionaires, you know, but it's negatively affecting us. And those people, like right, this Sam Friedman, right? I think he had a $300 million loan that the company gave him. I mean, he's in the Bahamas. You know what I mean? Like, I know one one of their executives rolled out to a country without extradition. I mean, it the writing's on the wall, right? Like, they made their money, and everybody else lost, right? right. And it's just, it constantly is just an erosion of trust in the people that are supposed to be looking out and protecting us. Yeah. You know, something
2: I want to comment on the whole polarization thing with, I think it breaks down to one major issue, humanity. We quit respecting each other as human beings because immediately we don't look at liberals or conservatives as people like us. They're different, right? We can disagree and I can still love the human being, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Because let's say, okay, you come from a place, I disagree. But whatever your values are, they're genuine in the fact that you believe that they are right for you, right? Mm -hmm. What immediately happens is when someone disagrees with us, they are no longer looked at as a human being, and what I see on social media, as people and humans like we are, right? It's like these figures, these people become less than human yeah. because they disagree with us. It's a new racism. It's a new racism. And you know what? That creates a polarization that gives platforms to people who like to play to each side of mm-hmm. the house. And we're just in this huge cycle, social media feeding into it. I honestly believe that, and this is kind of my initiative to kind of approach these things, is to just be more understanding of people with different views and not that I feel like I'm that guy because I respect everybody's views and I don't look people differently if they disagree with me. But I think that there's a lot of people who don't. No, I agree. And it's just like automatically, oh, you're liberal and you're this and you love Biden and you love, all, you know.
1: But isn't it people too? Like I don't, yeah. the media
2: yeah. is responding to people. It's like blood sport.
1: And I don't think it's changed. I mean, it maybe me different today than it did, Two thousand years ago, in the Roman era, when the gladiators and people were being thrown, in, you know, into these arenas to be eaten alive by animals, because our society gravitates toward the conflict, mm-hmm. it gravitates toward the division. And we were talking about this off air, Travis, earlier about you know just basic human dignity, mm-hmm. respect. Like, how do we integrate that back into you know what society deems as? is actually noteworthy and newsworthy. It's a big question you ask, Sam, because that's really the polarization is what's fueling people's desire to
2: tune in. Mm-hmm. There's pure hate on each side. Yeah. I mean, let's simplify it. I see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've experienced it. It makes you not want to be a part of either side. Agreed. honest with you. Agree. You know what I mean? And that's where I think the growth is. That's where I think the healing is. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not the majority. You know,
0: everybody... But you know what? Neither side can win without getting that group of people. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's how it will start to change. Right? Like, because liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, whatever, like, nobody can win unless they get this middle ground, right? That can sway either way. Right? And then, you know, I'll stop again on the political bandwagon, but like, the next two years right no, republican don't do house that. you're doing good Keep republican going. house democratic senate nothing's going to get done so for the next 2 years right like our society is going to be stagnant and at some point right people are, are not going to accept that anymore Right, you know like at some point it's not going to be acceptable identity politics aren't working and you know i don't know who it's going to be right but hopefully there's some politician out there a group of them that are just like you know what we're here for the American people. They need a vision, right? I would yeah. love to hear the vision. What, we have bad leadership. We have terrible period. leadership. Let's, I am going to overly simplify
2: this.
1: Leadership matters.
2: Leadership matters. My opinion, bad leadership now. You know, we had bad leadership in the past, right? But it takes a lot for people to accept that maybe decisions they made were not the best ones. Right.
1: Well, this is good. Let's talk about it. You know, we've only talked a lot about business, but politics and business go hand in hand. Politics and business do go hand in hand. And there is so much that goes into the relationship between politics and business in the different spheres that we operate in. And yes, another cliffhanger. So listen in to the next episode, episode 55, in just one week. If you don't want to wait, you don't have to. Every Wednesday, we do a long-form interview with an expert in a different area of leadership. Every Friday, solo Friday, it's just you and me in the trenches, focusing on one tool for your leadership tool belt. Why? So that you can aim for greatness, that you can thrive, that you can create an irresistible offer of a life, a masterpiece for your own life and the lives of others around you. I can't wait for you to join us. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is A Call to Leadership.